This is Ricardo Torres Radio, episode 19, Baja California, Food and Skulls. In today's episode, I chat with my friend Jesus Castaneda. We talk about Mexico, the Day of the Dead, foods, lots of delicious food, tips for traveling to Mexico, and how in Mexico you might end up eating a baby Jesus in a cake. Okay, so we are back, and today I have a very special guest. I'm very excited. <laughs> I don't know why. We've been talking countless of times. Uh, we've been talking for more than three years now. Uh, today's guest, I know him by the name of Chucho. Um, he's a colleague from work, right? We we work together at Netcentric. Uh, but I think you are more than a colleague. I think uh, mentor is, is, is a better word. Um, you've helped me grow my career at Netcentric, uh, where we both work at. And I don't know, I don't want to sound cheesy, but I mean, you're one of the reasons I enjoy working here so much. Um, yeah, so maybe just I'll let you introduce yourself. Go ahead. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much for, for inviting me to do this with you. I think it's quite an interesting opportunity to do it. And um, well, thank you for the kind words that you've said. I'm very happy to know that I've had an impact in your fantastic career at Netcentric. I think you're, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I the way I see it is I only pushed you a little bit on the right direction, but I think that you're doing very well on your own. Well, um, as I said, thank you for inviting me here. I've been a, a developer at Netcentric for six years. So um, that's as a front-end developer, and that's been my professional life for the last uh, few years. I don't know. It's it's a little bit hard. I don't know exactly what to say or how to describe myself in in that sense. But that, that that's great. I mean, you're 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 a web developer, front end stuff, yes. uh, work together. That's that's it's fantastic. Uh, thank you again for, for joining today. <laughs> it will be my little podcast. You know, it doesn't have a very wide or far audience. Basically, I'll, I'll listen to it and probably my mother. <laughs> Hi, mom. So, Hello. <laughs> so uh, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. So I, I wanted to meet you here uh, because I'm lately I've been like talking to people from around the world and I love knowing, you know, cultures and, and how things work on the other side of the planet. And, and you growing up in, in Mexico, I wanted, I wanted to get some insights uh, on that. Um, so, so maybe you can give a little background on, on how was it for you growing up in Mexico and how did you end up in Barcelona? Well, I was originally born in Mexico City many, 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 mm -hmm. many, many, many years ago. <laughs> And um, I lived there for the first, in Mexico City itself, for the first nine years of my life. And then my family moved to Baja California Sur, which is um, when I, when every, every time that I say, yeah, you know, I'm from Baja California. Well, that's the way that I was, the place that I was raised and uh, that I've spent most of my life, in, mm -hmm. my Mexican life in. So that's the place that I feel that I'm from. And people say, oh, oh. So you speak English and, and you have dollars. It's like, no, Baja California, it's like a thousand miles or 1,600 kilometers from the border, you know. But hey, <laughs> just right, right around the U.S. But uh, um, yeah, on the little arm that Mexico has, almost down, all the way down on the tip, it's La Paz. And that's where I was mostly raised and the, the, uh, the place that I've lived the most in, in Mexico. And then... After nine years, I went to study um, to a city called Monterrey. And that's mm -hmm. where I spent another nine years of my life. And so I've been more or less evenly distributed 
through uh, during the years that I live in Mexico in these three uh, cities. So each one is a, has a very different part of my life. It's a very different part of my life. You know, it was like my childhood, my teenage years, and my uh, well twenties. You know, growing mm-hmm. as a uh, studying. Um, and the reason that I came to Barcelona, I came almost. I think it's 15 years now. No, wow. or, yeah, yeah it, it's, I came in 2006 and I came because a friend of mine, Carlos, that it's also a coworker of ours in at the center. Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he's a close friend of mine and we went to college together and he said, Hey, you know, I'm working in Barcelona. We're looking for, for developers. Do you want to come? And I said, well, you know, it's been a place that I've wanted, always wanted to visit. Not Barcelona itself, which is a fantastic city, but in general, it's Spain was a place that I wanted to come and work in. And I said, Barcelona is a fantastic place to, to go to. So, yes, I'm in. At that moment, I was uh, teaching mostly. I was working as a teacher at different, uh, in college, in a, primary, in a primary school, and in, a, what's it called, the high school. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved every minute, but uh, I was missing the developing part, you know, because um, I studied uh, engineering systems, computationalist, computer science, well, okay. engineering, yeah. and <laughs> and I loved developing. But I worked as a developer just a few years after college, and then I went back to La Paz and I started working as a teacher, which is another thing that I love. I love being working as a teacher, and I said, yes, this is the kind of things that I like, but I need more. I need something um, work related to work that I can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in La Paz, there, was, there weren't, unfortunately, many opportunities that I liked. And I was very, very convinced on working there in IT. So um, when Carlos said that I would be able to come here and develop as a developer, I said yes. And that's the reason that I came here. And that's awesome. I never left. <laughs> that's very cool. 15 years. Yeah. I mean, so at what point will you start saying you're more Spanish or Catalan than Mexican? Maybe after 30 years or? <laughs> well, you Who know, knows? curiously enough, after the, the, after nine years living here, I said, well, you know, I have some sort of nine year cycle in my life, moving city uh-huh. from city. And I said, well, maybe it's time to go, go no. again. <laughs> And I said, well, no, I like the city enough to stay. So right now, I would say this is the city that I've spent the most time in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I have been in Barcelona more than I've been anywhere else. So, but it's it's that's very cool. I mean, you you've um, like you're accustomed to to moving. Like, I mean, that's not easy. I mean, I, I tried myself. Uh, we tried to Germany. I tried England a little bit. Uh, didn't work. Um, back <laughs> my home place. Uh, but but yeah, you you've moved. I mean, when you were a kid. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it can be easy. I mean, if if you're a teenager, just you know, leaving your friends behind just to go study. For me, uh, it, it's it's more. It's even more more than that. It's for me. It it has always been a life of constantly changing. You know, mm-hmm. it's. When I, well, yes, when I was nine years old, we moved to La Paz. And then uh, it was funny because every single year I had to change friends because they, they were constantly moving away from me. You know, mm-hmm. I made some friends the first year and they went, they changed schools. Okay. So the oh, next year yeah. I made another friend and he moved away. And then the next year came another, uh, another, uh, someone else from another city, but they stayed mm-hmm. only one year. And then when I got to Secundaria to when I was around 12, I made a couple of friends that they they, they were um, uh, the son and a daughter of Marines that they have moved to La Paz. 
and they stayed only for three years and then they went away <laughs> and my best friend that I had back then went away so I had to make new friends again so for me until I came to Barcelona it had been um, a constant change of people that I knew friends that I had I mean they, they were constantly changing hmm, so that's challenging it, yeah but I mean it, it, it's hard you know because uh, you invest yourself so much in someone and then you just <laughs> they just yeah, go it's away over. I, yeah it's not easy i mean okay some people I mean i i feel that you have like an easygoing society and maybe you for you it's easier to make friends i don't know you tell me but for me it's, it's quite hard so so if i have to start over it's like oh my god um hard no it's it's hard but i guess that i've i've learned how to f quickly find out the kind of people that i like to be with and uh -huh. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I identify them and then I know which people I want to get close to. Mm, that's cool. But that's only one part. Then the other one is how many, in how many play, different houses do you think I've lived in Barcelona in these 15 years? Just make a guess. In, in Barcelona alone? <laughs> I, I don't know. So if you're renting five, I don't know. No, I, I think it goes uh, around 12 or 15 different places. 15 places in Barcelona alone. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it because of, of the high renting prices in, in this crazy city or why? No, there were many, many reasons. I mean, it's, it's at one, one year I had to move three times. Um, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I was living with, for, for example, that, that year alone, I was living with some friends, very close friends and mm. uh, there, there were a couple and I was watching them getting closer and closer. And I said, Hmm. I think they're gonna become more, more get, get this, the thing is getting more serious and then they mm -hmm. said hey you know we're gonna renew the contract do you want to renew the contract with us and i said no you know i think i i, I want to go live by myself i didn't but <laughs> <laughs> because they, they, they are still uh today very close friends that, uh -huh. yeah and i said no no i want to move uh, on my own so i moved they eventually got married had kids and just a year after I left, so I said, oh, it was a good thing. Um, I mean, if, if, if you wouldn't have moved, you would be there with the kids just maybe. in the middle of the... <laughs> I would be a nanny. No, I, I, I tried to see them. They moved to Malaga uh, a couple, oh, of, okay. a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. I still try to go to see them twice a year uh, mm -hmm. on summer and winter. And of course, I haven't been able to do that because no, of yeah, the pandemic. But I, I do try to, to see them uh, constantly. Anyhow, I moved, so that year I moved with a friend that, from work. And then I only lasted there two, two months. Why? Not because of my friend, but because of the third person that was living with us. It was just impossible to live. Oof. Yeah. So I moved to a, uh, for a month to a, an, a friend's house while I was looking mm -hmm. for another place. And then I moved again to what was uh, uh, my first, you would say, bachelor flat. It was the first time that I would lived on my own. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know how these things work already. Like I mean, yeah. all the contracts and deposits yes. and all those things. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all do. Okay, so back to Mexico for a moment. Um, Mexico is certainly on on, on my to do list uh, to visit. I haven't had the chance yet. Um, maybe uh, because I mean, again, you have to enlighten me here. Um, from from the, my ignorant perspective, from from Spain, uh, we only hear that it might be a destination you might not want to visit alone because I mean maybe you need to go with someone or meet somebody there because maybe it's not so safe to travel Mexico alone. Um, I mean, 
maybe that's the reason I haven't been there. I mean, maybe I haven't found a partner to to go there. You see, when when I go to like South Korea, I mean, it, it's it's easy for me because um, it's super safe and people are super helpful and and, and understanding. So, what, what do you think? Do you think that visiting Mexico alone would be a good a good destination, or or do you think that maybe you have to go with with a group or a partner or how is it? I think that Mexico it certainly is not uh, depending on where you want to go. It's not recommended to go on your own. I would always suggest or advise that if you have someone and you know someone to go with that person if, mm -hmm. at Mexico, you know, if you're going to go visit a city and you have mm -hmm. a friend that could serve as a guide or just, uh, yeah, as a, as, as a guide, then I, contact, I would yeah. suggest, mm -hmm. yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's completely unsafe. I mean, you can go to Mexico City and it'll be as safe as any big city. Right. But one thing that it's true is that one thing that I love about Barcelona that you get here and I think that people do not appreciate as much is that the feeling of safety. I feel safe 24 hours a day walking in the street by myself in practically everywhere that I've been to. I mean, people say, oh, no, you know, this 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 hood is not that good. It's It's not a bad place to be. And I've been there, and I feel safe. And well, I mean, I, maybe it's based on experience. I mean, if you come from a rougher place, yes. like you know, Mexico City, and then you, you came here to Raval or whatever, and you feel like, okay, okay, this is this is dodgy, but it's not too bad, right? Exactly. But and, and people like me who only lived here, we, those areas are, are dodgy. And then when I go to like Japan or South Korea, oh, I'm super safe here. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> but for you, it's different. Exactly. That's it. So the thing is that I, I Mexico. One thing that 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 we have in Mexico, or that you'll find in Mexico, is that people are very nice. They're very welcome. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're very helpful. But yes, there's a bit of insecurity. Um, even my, my hometown, uh, La Paz, is, is a fantastic place to live, but it has seen better years. I think that it, right now my family tells me that they're getting, it's getting better, but there were a couple of years that it was very hard. And it's hard to see, to know that your friends don't feel secure because there's, they, they see the military on the street, patrolling the street. And, and for example, I, I went there a couple of years ago, two years ago, to, for my mother's 70th birthday. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I was t talking with some friends there, and I, we were just chat chatting up. And one, one of them said, well, you know, I, two days ago I was at the bar, and then just this car came. They, went, they got out of the car. They took this guy from the bar. They put him in the car, and then they drove away. <laughs> Shit. Yes, uh, and of course that doesn't mean that uh, probably he they, they had a reason to do this. You right, know? it's right, not yeah. going to be as random as you know. Oh, this looks like a nice bar. I'm gonna take a beer, and they're gonna come and take you. No, usually right. um, they they will have a reason, as far as I know. But but that's what the things that you see, and they 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 tell them that like it's normal. So in a nutshell, I would always suggest if you go to Mexico to go with someone, or at least be guided by someone that knows the place that you're going to. Excellent. Now, now we have the premise that okay, I'm going there with, with someone. Um, if I get there, if I get to travel there, um, just you know, any one or two things that might come to your head that I should do or should not do when I when I go to Mexico to not disrespect people and the way maybe I, I I talk or what things can get confused around there. Well, you know, coger. Do not say that word because right. they, okay. they'll laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a Spanish word. Okay, coger. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, you. To grab, you have to say agarrar. You know, agarrar. It's, it's a little okay. bit like uh, Catalan, agafar. 
Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Oh, but th- th- that's a fun one. I mean, if you, if you go there, you just say coherent, they will laugh at you, but, yes. but in, a, in, a, in a good manner. You, yes. They will know you're a foreigner, so that's fine. Yeah, in that sense. And as I said, Mexico, Mexican people are very nice. They're very helpful. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has been my experience. I mean, I, I've met Mexican people uh, from, from many years, and, and I've never met anyone that was, wasn't nice. So, yeah. So the thing that I would recommend is that, unfortunately, and uh, it's we have a tip culture you know if you go to a bar you have to tip the waiter you ah. go, yeah so it's a very big thing there i'm i do not do not like the tip culture but only on the base that i think that people should get paid well for More, the work they yeah. do mm-hmm. so they shouldn't need the tip but that's in mexico that's not the case so they do expect you to tip and that i the, on the good side if you tip handsomely as they say they're going to be uh-huh. very very nice they're going to treat you very well if you don't, if you just tip regular, they're still going to treat you well, but that they expect you to tip. So that's one thing, for example, to to be careful with. Oh, that's that's very hard. Uh, I always struggle with this when I if I go to the US. It's very hard to know how much you're over tipping, you're under tipping. It it's complicated. I always go for ten percent. That's that that's the the the, the usual uh, amount that I live. When I... Also, fun, fun, funny story, 10%, funny story. So I, I was in my previous company. I had to go to New York City for, for a meeting, if, if you can believe that. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's the only time they invited me to the US for a meeting. Uh, we went with, with, the, with the camera manufacturer Nikon. Um, anyways, so uh, I, I landed in, 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 what was it, with the JFK, I don't remember. And I took a cab. I had to go to Midtown, right, in New York City. And they, they were waiting for me for just for, for the dinner. And, and then the cab took me there. I mean, all expenses paid, right? I mean, I, I didn't have to pay anything. But then on the cap, on 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 the back seats, you have like a, a screen, and you can select the amount you want to tip, right? And and I think the default was I don't know twenty percent or something something wow. outrageous, right? So I went I went ahead and I tried to click ten percent, but it clicked one percent. Mm. Right, and I, and, and, I, and I hit. I mean, I was in hurry, so I hit one, and I thought I clicked zero. Anyways, I click uh, pay, and the dude says one percent. So I tried to pull the car out of, of the of the machine, so it wouldn't charge me, so I, I could fix it. And then uh, the guy was was had to call his wife at home, saying, "Hey, was was an, uh, a charge on our on our account for?" This amount, whatever, to, to make sure that I was paying one or ten. Oh my! I think in the in the end wow. I, it was one percent. Um, I had to pull, of, of course, my back myself from the, the suitcase from the from the trunk, and the guy took away rather quickly. So so yeah, I, sorry, dude, that, that wasn't my my intention, <laughs> but <laughs> the screen was confusing. Bad UX. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and and the thing is that they they, they it, it's funny. It's like I'd rather pay the that extra. 10%, for example, or 20% or whatever in the price itself, then just give it out as a tip, you know? Agree. The weight, yes. But but no, that, that's the culture that they have in the US, and that's the culture that we also have in Mexico. And that's one of the things that I like about Spain, that, I mean, people tip, but they only leave, like, the change, the spare change, because they don't want to take it with them. It's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. tipping. They, give, they just leave... Whatever. I mean, it's interesting. I, I know some people here that that do it not regularly, but like when, when you go to a restaurant and and they're they're uh, they feel forced to do it when 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 ending a meal, say, ah, oh, don't you have two or three euros? And like, I I don't have any cash on me. I always go with with cards. Uh, but they they're like, oh man, I mean, I wish I I could live. And they, and they do when they have it, but I'm but like they feel bad when they don't. Some people, not everyone. 
Uh, that's interesting. I, I don't do it. I feel like you that they should get paid more yeah. uh, equally. And and yeah, I mean, I I, I don't get a tip every time I, I code a line, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. See, this this button looks great. Here's a tip for you. No, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but that's and so you have to be prepared. So the best thing that you could do is precisely just what you said. Have extra change in your pockets. You know, like take. A couple of uh, bills like five pesos, ten pesos, twenty pesos. Sometimes it's just the it not it's not necessarily about the amount, but just the gesture. So mm-hmm. if you travel, just make sure that you have this. And you know, awesome. I think I, I don't know if they still have five pesos uh, bills. I think that they haven't existed for for a long time. I think that the lowest denomination that we have is twenty pesos, which is basically one euro. Okay. So oh, oh well, uh, around one euro. So you can you can have a couple of these. Bills with you and tip those with those. Oh, that that would also be hard if I, get, I go there and I have a twenty pesos bill and I'll my, my brain will go that's twenty <laughs> euros, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was one of the hardest things um, to to get used to when I came here to Spain because it was like, oh no, it's only five. It's like yes, five euros. It's not five pesos. <laughs> <laughs> only five. That, it's that's not a lot already. Yeah, it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's like okay. One twenty for a coffee. That's nothing. It's like yes, <laughs> that's cool. So again, uh, talking about Mexico and Spain, um, you've been here, yeah, fifteen years. Um, what would you say that people get wrong about Mexico? Because let me tell you something. Um, you, probably you've seen it already. You go to La Ramblas and you might see souvenir shops selling Mexican big round heads in Barcelona. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that, but <laughs> but I, I would imagine that maybe um, Spanish have also misconceptions about Mexico. Maybe they think something is, is different. Anything that comes to mind? Yeah, there's two things that come to mind. The first one is the accent. You know, whenever I say, "Hey, yeah, I'm from Mexico," they they start speaking this very forced accent. Right. That it's like, no, we do like not. Like in the movies. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or they they exaggerate in such a way, but it's like. The same accent. Everyone knows exactly the same accent. It's like, no, we don't speak like that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. The other one is, and that's, I, it, I, it, it always gets me <laughs> every time that I see it, the, what they consider a Mexican uh, sombrero, uh, a hat, okay. you know, because it's like the, the child, the cross child between a real Mexican sombrero and I don't know, something from the circus or something, which is this small hats you know that that have a lot of colors and then they have these things hanging out uh-huh, around uh-huh. them and they say like yeah this is like super mexican it's like no it is not <laughs> it's not mexican <laughs> that's so that, again so t- talking about, about hats what about the, the big round ones and then the ones that use the mariachi and, and then the singers is that typical or is it just you know souvenirs well the ones that the, the mariachis use it's usually the mariachis have it and that's, only right yeah, yeah it's a mariachi hat so they that, that's the one that they have it so and, again misconception i mean they sell it here as, as a mexican hat it's not the mexican hat well right it's it you, you wouldn't i mean it's not a hat you that you wear would it. wear to go out you know right <laughs> only right. unless you, you're going out to sing in a mariachi group otherwise <laughs> you don't <laughs> We've been lied to, man, for in <laughs> cartoons and movies. You know, you, you always see these these Mexican cartoons and, and the guy with the big hat and enjoying the shade, uh, and that's yeah, they've been uh, lying to us. The, the the big big hats with a coney tip, they 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 do exist. They are used, but they're not used that commonly. At least not from right. the places that I've lived in. Right. In for example, in the north, in in Monterrey, um, they mm-hmm. do have uh, the the custom of using hats, but they're more like cowboy hats. Ah. For example, you do see cool. those there. 
Yeah, and in Baja California, they have they usually wear well caps. No, they don't wear hats. That's cool. That's cool. So let's get a little bit nostalgic here, Chucho. <laughs> uh, is is there anything you miss the most from from Mexico apart from family? That, that that's that's a given. Every time that you move, I mean, this is something that you learn to cope. As as I said, I've been moving around. I've always missed the place that that you just left, but you always learn to embrace or love the place that you're in. Mm-hmm. But of course, I miss my family, and there's a lot of things that I missed uh, from Mexico. But the one thing that I miss the most, that I would say, damn, this is something that I'd love to have here, is the junk food. Oh, yep, yep. You, We're going there already. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. junk. Food. It's, <laughs> the food is fantastic. You can have, you can find decent places here, and I, I'm guessing that everywhere. But but the junk food, it's one of the things that you do not find easily here. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I found chamoy, which is like one of my favorite junk foods from Mexico, and it's super hard to find. And I and it's not even the one that the brand that I like, but it was close enough, and I and I <laughs> and I bought it, and I and I eat it from time to time. Okay, so you mean like 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 a snacks or or, yeah. or street food? No, yeah, no, okay. no, no. The junk food. I mean like papitas you know like uh, oh, okay, doritos okay, okay. because we have right, right, yeah. here you have like three types of doritos there we you 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 can get different types we have also the pizzerolas rancheritos churritos there's like mm. so many things that you can get there that you cannot get here uh that i i miss and especially the things that are based on chamoy uh, which is um chamoy. yeah it's this sauce that it's made uh with albaricoque um Plums. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And Chamoy. it's fantastic. And it's the base for a lot of Mexican candies. And this is one of the things that I really miss because I love the taste. And there's many things. There's one thing that's called saladitos. Saladitos. Yeah, right. which is basically dried, salted plum that I love. And then you have the chamoy <laughs> itself, which is the, yeah, no, no. That, that's like the one thing that I really miss that I, that I wish that I had here. But hey, well. You cannot have everything. Then of course, I just googled saladitos, and and the image says con chile with this spicy chili <laughs> or chile, however it is called in English. Um, yeah. So so okay. Let, let's let's see on food. Uh, I wanted to save this by, by the end, but but let's do it now. Um, what's up with the spicy man? What's up with the spicy levels in Mexico? I mean, <laughs> what's wrong there, man? <laughs> Nothing. It's normal. <laughs> I mean, of course, if, if if you think about it, countries that have a more of a tropical uh, climate. They tend to food tends to spoil easier. So ah. that one of the things that they use in India, and it's one of the reasons they have spices. They use to either to conserve the food or just to mask the bad taste. So I'm guessing that that the the spices come from because because of this in Mexico. And I didn't know that. I didn't know the conservation uh, yeah. aspect of it. It's to conserve or to make it more edible. And in Mexico, it's it's a thing. I mean, spice is a thing. It, it doesn't matter what type of Mexican you are, in the sense that maybe you're the one that likes spice or do not like spice, but you are you you will know know how to you've eaten sp- spicy food at least once in your life, and you Certainly, yeah. you you have a certain level of of um, how to say tolerance for spicy mm-hmm, food, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is part of a, of, of the Mexican uh, cuisine, but. One thing that uh, a misconception, for example, is that everything is spicy in Mexico when it's not true. And there's a lot of dishes that they don't, they're not spicy um, by themselves, but they give you the spices uh, on the side. You know, you get the salsas, Mm -hmm. get the spices Mm -hmm. on the side. So it's not like everything is spicy, but 
you it is very common that you get uh, salsas spices on the side yeah, I mean, I, I like a spicy. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, I bought this this weird thing habanero sauce from a Mexican place. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's super spicy and and it's good because then the the bottle is small and then you just use one or two drops each meal, so it, it lasts forever. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I, I like it when it has some flavor, right? When when I can I can, I can taste the spiciness and it's fine. But when I reach certain level where I just go numb, it's a no, no, no. I, I that's that's no, no, no. And there, there's, so there, it's a thing. I mean, for example, my my brother-in-law, uh, he's he eats he can only eat food with habaneros, and I hate it because Ooh, it's wow. it's just. But he eats like a lot, and otherwise he says that food doesn't taste as anything. It's like of course it doesn't. You've already killed the entire your entire right uh, tongue. But I also like to eat spicy food. I, I have I have several different types of spices at home, and depending on which food I'm eating, I use one or the other. For example, I love it, and I also like to use it to enhance the flavor or to give it a, a, an additional flavor, but not to cover mm-hmm. it. Exactly. And, that, that, yeah. Yeah, and there's sometimes I usually just use the spice to enhance the food, but sometimes I like to eat only the spice, and this happens in Chinese restaurants. They have this odd spice here that I love. Uh-huh. And I, uh-huh. there's a restaurant that I go to only to eat spice. It's like, what, what, what will we have? Well, just give me this rice, for example. And I'm not there for the rice. I'm there to put the sauce on the <laughs> rice and eat that. Yeah. You ask them. You ask the chef, chef, man. Give me, give me the recipe, dude. I mean, I need this in my life. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I, I've, I've looked for it in 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 some stores, in some Chinese stores, and um, I've never found exactly the one that it's they custom made. And that's the point. It's it's a secret recipe, Probably. like Coca Cola. Yeah. Um, so okay. So why I have two complaints here about about food. <laughs> First, I mean, why is it so good? And second, why is it so expensive in Barcelona? I mean, I, I love Mexican food. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Uh, I try to go as much as possible. But I've never found in Barcelona a cheap place to go. No, the, I, I don't know. It, it is very expensive. I, I When I go to Mexico, I usually have dinner for how much? For like two or three euros. And that's, uh, and, wow. and that's I eat a lot of tacos and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a drink with that. And here, if you if I want to eat the same, I ha- I have to spend at least ten euros, for example, twelve euros for that. Uh, I'm guessing that part of the reason that it's expensive is because it's foreign food. And but ten euros, it, it sounds low to me. I mean, um, I understand that, of course, you will not find the prices in Mexico. I mean, the cost of living uh, that, that that's uh, that's a given. But um, usually, I mean, you can go to yeah, Barcelona Mexican restaurant, and you have some tacos, and maybe five tacos and they charge you nine euros, 10 euros for, for nothing because it's just a, a small tortita with, with some meat and, and some vegetables. And I'm like, this doesn't sound very expensive to do. <laughs> What's it cost 10 euros? Oh, I think it's, it, uh, it's just like the sushi effect, you know? You know how much you pay for rice? <laughs> oh, right. You're, you're correct. You're correct. So I think that it's more or less the same. I mean, right now, I at first I would say, well, it's very hard to get, for example, the tortillas or the sauce. But then it's not really that hard anymore, I, I'm guessing. And they can easily make the tortillas themselves. But I'm guessing that it's just that, that it's a good food that people are willing to pay a lot for. And I, and I hate it because I, I, I would eat Mexican food more, more often. Uh, same here. Same here. I would go more often. And, and usually, I mean, there, there was, they opened a place close by not so long ago and then we went 
passed through and we looked at the at the menu and it was outrageous and was like <laughs> i cannot go here i mean it's i mean yeah maybe for for one day a special occasion but uh, i'm not going to pay 15 for a, for a plate it's like are, are you high yeah usually so there's places for example that you can go to that they have the week menu Okay, that, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, that you mm-hmm. pay 10, 12 euros for a decent meal. But of course, it's I, I still, for what you get, you think that it's a little bit too expensive, but well. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's sad. Okay, so so uh, again, I, I need to need you to enlighten me um, from someone who hasn't been to Mexico and just uh, small restaurants. Uh, there's the, the, always the classics, right? I mean, you have uh, burritos, you have tacos, you have tamales, uh, the spicy beer, michelada. Uh, I don't know how, how popular that is there. Or it's just a tourist uh, trap att- attraction. Um, but from, from these bestsellers, uh, what, what else is there? What else would you recommend if, if I go there? What do I need to try in Mexico? For example, things that I would recommend to try if you go to a, a coast city, the fish tacos. Fish tacos, okay. Yeah, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a fish person, but fish tacos I eat and I love them. And depending on where you are, there's, for example, there's something that's called the Antojitos Sinaloenses. Wow, okay. What's that? It's a type of, well, I'm guessing you could say that it's a type of cuisine, but it's a series of um, dishes that i mean most of them are based with tortillas one way or another but there's just i would i would say typical mexican dishes tostadas okay, so like small small plates yeah, well no 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 they it sounds in mexico we say antojitos that doesn't mean that they're small okay <laughs> okay yeah I, I was thinking about tapas or something like that no 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 no, no 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 but for example they, they that's one thing that i would that I would definitely try mole that's something that um i don't know if you know if you've heard about, I heard about, the word, but I not, don't recall what, what this what is this. Molly, it's basically Mole. a sauce made, of course, a somewhat spicy sauce made with chocolate. Wow. The nice thing is that you can find some a mole uh, here, and you can prepare yourself. They, you, usually, you use this this sauce to to with uh, chicken. And it's fantastic. Now, it's yes, fantastic. now that you mention it, I remember like rice and chicken and, and this sauce. Awesome. So that was chocolate. Mm. A fantastic <laughs> place to go to eat is Puebla. They have fantastic food there. And um, is it the city or restaurant? What is this? Puebla? Well, no, it's a, it's, it's a city. In the, <laughs> city. Okay. Yes. <laughs> For the moment, I thought it was a restaurant. <laughs> like, okay, I can go. No, okay, Puebla. All right. And, and you also have all well, the typical, the chilaquiles enchiladas yeah it it has the word chile that doesn't mean that it's that spicy depending on 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 where you on where you are but one of my favorite things to eat in mexico city it's depending on where you are of course they call them either sopes or huaraches wow okay so sopes looks like a small bread with something on top no that's um oh. <laughs> that's the thing that sopes uh, is depending on where you are in mexico it could be small or big for example the ones that you see if they're small they're probably more if i recall correctly they would be more more commonly on on the north but if let's see if you look look for sopes de la nueve de la nueve yeah okay hold on that's all right uh, Mexi- oh, that, that's, that's bigger yeah. yep that those are the ones that i'm talking about those are back when i was in mexico city i lived close to this place and on sundays sometimes we went to eat there and it was 
fantastic so it's like a tortilla with cheese a bunch of meat and more cheese on top well the uh, the meat is optional it's really a long tortilla with cheese and then they put something on, on top it of though? it is it optional though <laughs> no it's optional in the sense that you can get uh for example you can get um prunes no it's 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 a prune uh, camarones the camarones yeah and, and brum, brum. shrimps i don't know shrimps <laughs> yeah shrimps you can get different types of of meats you can get um chicken you can get for example my favorite one of my favorite is i combine um carnes and bacon <laughs> wow. wow 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 but it's it's just fantastic. I, and once again, one of the uh, nice things about eating those is the salsas that they give you with them. And I usually just, I mean, I would just grab the salsa, the green salsa and drink it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> what, what's the green salsa? What, what does it have? Of course, it's spicy. Well, but, yeah, uh, it's made with tomatillo, which is the green... Tomatillo. Yeah. Uh -huh. a, green, green tomato. A green tomato, small green. Uh, it's more a uh, bit of a a acid tomato it's fantastic it's like the entry-level salsa in mexico wow it's super green uh, i just googled tomatillo it's wow it's like a pepper well it's yeah super, but it's uh yeah, yeah it's a tomato I, yeah. I get it it's it's, uh, it's a tomato <laughs> but, but it looks from the outside like what is this like a pepper very cool yeah it's fantastic and that's one of the things that i miss also you you cannot find it easily in barcelona mm. so it's it's you you cannot make it fresh at least i haven't been able to find fresh tomatillos to make salsa you can get it canned but well you know it's not the same thing not the original so now that we're on food any any restaurant recommendation for barcelona for barcelona i there's many good restaurants but my favorite one is, or one of my favorite is la torteria la torteria i'm just Which, googling it it's basically called the sand the, a torta it's a mexican sandwich with, wait a minute it, it, it's five minutes from my place yeah it's close by it's here? close by <laughs> and i think i've have i been there i think i have been there but oddly enough the tacos that mm. i that i order there are not the tacos that i would order in mexico i ah. usually eat the chorizo tacos with cheese I usually don't eat chorizo in, in tacos in Mexico, but for some reason, these tacos with chorizo and the green sauce that they have there, which is very good, they have the perfect taste for me that reminds me of Mexican tacos. You know, so whenever I'm really nostalgic about it and I really want to eat or taste real Mexican food or at least something that for me t reminds me of Mexican food, authentic Mexican food, I go to this place I get chorizo tacos with uh, cheese, the green salsa, and I love it. Wow. So, so yeah, I was there two years ago and I left a super small review. Four stars, me, ignorant as I am. <laughs> uh, it should have been five probably. But it says, yeah, manja molbo. Uh, food, very good. So I'll, I'll, I'll come back. So There's I'm a gonna... picture of, I took of tacos there. In the, if, you, if you go to Google, yeah, I think that you look for I the am, place and there's a, am, a, a nice am. picture of tacos. The, yeah, they're both oof, 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 oof. <laughs> yeah, now I'm super hungry, man. That's unfair. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You yes, have to yes, be careful. Yes. Yeah, you cannot talk about these kind of things. Yeah, in the morning, if you haven't had breakfast, you cannot talk about um, food. I had a little bit, but I'll have to have my second breakfast soon. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just die. I'll just die in here. Um, yeah, it look, looks fantastic. And I know to my, my to do list. So Ooh, this okay. would be like this would be like the place that I will, would go to eat these particular tacos. But there's many many good places in 
in Barcelona. I don't know the names, but I know how to get there. It's <laughs> a secret location. Yeah. Okay. And there's something very funny. There's There was many, many years ago, there was this restaurant. You know, there's this typical Barcelonan uh, sh- uh, foodware. What's it called? The Foodware? Yeah, they sell it near Plaza San Jaume. It's... Uh, I don't remember right now the name, but it's near Plaza San Jaume. Mm-hmm. And there's in a nook over there, there's a Mexican or there used to be a Mexican restaurant. And it was for me, uh, one of the most authentic ones that I've been to, because it's not your typical Mexican food regarding tacos or these kind of things. No, no. It's just like a regular restaurant, but it serves the dishes that you would expect to have in a regular restaurant in Mexico. You could go there and say, and basically the menu would be rice and beans but they serve the rice the way that you would expect them to serve it in Mexico. You know, they have this more uh, normal, if you could say, not fast food dishes there. That's very nice. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Not, not, not the most typical exported dishes, but uh, exactly. local. It's cool. And it was, I find it funny because it was like, why, why do we have this here? It's, it's not common to have these kind of restaurants in, in outside the, the country itself, you know, because this is not what people would expect to go to get from a Mexican restaurant, but it was like very typical Mexican food. Very cool. Very cool, man. Now I'm super hungry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's move to another topic because otherwise I'll, I'll, we'll have to stop here and, and, and go for breakfast. Uh, I have one, one more topic which I found very curious. Uh, first of all, uh, have you seen the movie Coco? Yes. Yes, I you have. have. Okay. 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 So, so for me again, let, let me try to explain what's going on in the movie for those who haven't seen it. Um, so, the movie is about a boy uh, in a Mexican family in Mexico. Um, it, it the movie happens during this tradition called Dia de los Muertos, right? Um, his family doesn't want him to be a musician. He wants to be a musician and sing and, and play his guitar, blah, blah, blah. And, and then everything goes crazy and, and the dude ends up with, with their ghosts of their, his families and, well, um, crazy stuff. But uh, the question from, from me to you is is how accurate or how, how real that, that movie is. is. Is that tradition lived like that in Mexico? Um, what does it mean? Um, what's going on there? Well, you know, the tradition of Day, Day of the Dead is a very nice tradition, Mexican tradition, that when I was very young, it wasn't, depending on where you were, of course, but it really wasn't celebrated that much, and especially not the way that it's celebrated right now. We used to celebrate more Halloween, you know, the, the American Aye, Americans. But the interesting thing is that instead of forbidding, you know, saying, no, you shouldn't celebrate Halloween, uh, the government back then, I'm talking about 30 years or so ago, mm-hmm. uh, at least that was my perception as a kid. Instead of saying, no, you cannot celebrate Halloween, they said, well, let's, let's um, help you celebrate or, or uh, try to embrace our Mexican tradition. And they, 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 they gave a boost to the celebration. So you started to see slowly more and more places that have the altar of the dead and the tra- tradition started growing naturally. And eventually, I guess, um, some, uh, pe- when, I guess that when, when this tradition was more visible, especially to people from outside Mexicans, we felt more, more proud of this tradition and we embraced it even, even more. So right now the tradition is, in the south, especially in the south of Mexico, it is like what you saw on the movie. You know, they go to the to the cemeteries and they they adorn it. They put all this this uh, 
flowers. Fruit maybe which as is, well? And they, yes, it's the minimum thing that you see in places is that they, they do the altar of the dead. They put a picture of, of whoever you're trying to remember mm-hmm. and you place f- food, the food that that person used to eat. And the tradition says, of course, there's people that go to the, to the cemetery and leave the food there. And the, the, the tradition says that if you taste the food the, the day after, it doesn't taste as good. And the reason is because the spirit of the dead have come out of the grave and, you know, absorbed the taste of the food. They, they're eating the food this way. So that's what the reason that food doesn't taste that good the next day. And so what you saw, what you see in Coco, it's, uh, it, it, it is close to, to reality and it's a very nice, um, homage of what the day of the dead tradition is i loved every minute of it it was beautiful it was beautiful it's it it it, it felt like home yeah it's beautiful made definitely uh, of course disney and plot twist and all this stuff but definitely that, that, that was my question like if, if people do that on the, the foot stuff yes. or if it was maybe over over done on the, on the movie no 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 that's no, no. very nice oh, no that, very it, nice. it is done i mean they they have this huge altars they go to they 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 fix everything up they put this it's if you look for the mexican tradition you'll find in the cemetery filled with flowers it's the the beautiful color that they have this yellowish orange color it's fantastic to see and they do that they 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 do that and they honor the dead this way they put the dishes out and and remember them i mean i tried from time to time to do an altar here on the day of the dead I usually just put the picture of my grandparents, which is one of the pictures that I that I have, and just to remember them. And with a little bit of, you know, there's this paper. They do this. Uh, they cut colorful paper in in patterns and they place it around the altar. They do this, and it sort of gives it a Mexican look. Yeah, it's very visual, right? I mean, yeah. maybe one of the things that attracts from from the outside without knowing how this thing works. It's like a very visual, and then the makeup and the colors. Uh, definitely not as we do it here, right? So here again, the same date. It's interesting that Halloween and Day of the Dead and La Castañada all happen in the same time. And here, uh, what's called Tot Sans, uh, it's more gray, I think. Like, I mean, from, from my experience, what I've done with my family is just, you know, we just go to the cemetery and then you visit the, the grave and maybe you, you clean up the stone, whatever, give some fresh flowers or just replace the plastic flowers. Uh, but that's pretty <laughs> much it. And and then you, you, you go with your family and you you eat dinner or, or lunch but but it's, again depends on <laughs> family to family but not as um i don't know as visual or, or, or as big as, as you as you guys do it which which i like um, um and then is there any special we're talking about food again any, any special food for those dates maybe yes they, um, we have ah, the bread it's basically just one thing the bread of the dead okay it's a bread just like the roscon de reyes you know the um, they do it especially for that occasion. They do this uh, dry bread. I remember that it was good. It's not like the best, but it's nice. It's a nice piece of bread. And, um, well, they do this candy skulls. Candy skulls. Yes, okay. and you place them in the altars. I, when I was small, I used to eat them. Not, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's just basically sugar. Sure. And those would be the, the two food related items that you usually see in the day of the dead that you don't see any other day 
Yeah. But, How well, about panayets here? And do you like panayets? Yeah, no, I mean, if it's food, <laughs> I probably like it. Yeah, I mean, I embrace right now. I am just dying to do a calzotada, you know? This is mm. one of the nice things that you can do Mm-mm-mm. around this time in, in, in Catalonia. It's fantastic. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> I know. It's oh, well, unfair. One, unfair. It is. One thing that I wanted to mention is regarding the, the dead. Mexico has a, a very special relationship with death. You know, we don't... As a general rule, we don't, we don't, you would say we don't, do not fear it, you know, and it's even celebrated in a way. And when I was little, I hated this because I remember that we went from time to time to a restaurant. And when we got there, they had this huge mural that had a lot of skulls of uh, skeletons and I hated Uh it. But it was very Mexican, and I hated that to see that image. It's like, we're about to have food, and I'm watching skeletons. Like, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one of the shocking things about you know, this tradition you have. And from, from the outside, again, I mean, it's like you guys embrace you know, the, the skeletons and, and, and the, the raw. I mean, here it, it's very shocking to us. We, we, we don't do that. I mean, for, yes, the uh, Castañada or Halloween or, or whatever, people might dress up and, and do like a pirate or a zombie, whatever, but it's not like you guys. You are very, very graphic, very, um, very raw. Yeah. And it's mm. funny because, for example, there's cultures, Asian cultures, as far as I know, I think China culture, for example, that they censor skulls and skeletons. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I know this because of the game uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. So I think that there's cards that are censored there because they, they cannot have skulls. But yeah, it's very difficult uh, to have this kind of imagery in Mexico. And speaking of food and Mexican traditions, next Tuesday, which is uh, February second, we have something that that we celebrate. And and I was I was very surprised when I saw that they do celebrate something like that here in in Catalonia. I mean, the first year that I was here. Um, let me try to remember the, uh, you know, the there's this thing that we do in, in Mexico when you eat the Roscón de Reyes. The person that gets the baby has the to... The baby? Wait, wait, wait. The, there's a baby involved? Baby Jesus, of course. I mean, <laughs> okay. what are the, 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 three, the, the three wise men? What, what are, what's the tradition about? Three wise men and, and the baby Jesus. <laughs> So <laughs> we have a baby Jesus figure in the, we put it in the Mexican Roscon, in Rosca Reyes. And if you get it, you have to pay for, uh, for a lunch or dinner okay. on the February 2nd, which is called El Dia de la Candelaria. And that day you eat specifically tamales. Tamales. Mm. Yeah, it's a very Mexican tradition. And this is something that... This is the first year that I'm not going to celebrate it with my friends because every year I get together with Mexican friends, one of them, Carlos, and mm-hmm. we eat tamales. Oh. Yeah. And do, you, do you do them homemade or do you purchase them? No, no, we've purchased them. Even in Mexico, I've, I've, we've never done it. Uh, when I was living there, we ne- we've never done it. But uh, we usually go to... It, it feels to, a lot of work, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But it's that, that's the tradition. And the funny thing is that when I, the first year in 2006... Um, Carlos's wife took us to a, a small town near Barcelona and they celebrate Candelaria there. You know, it's not the same thing. They don't eat tamales, but they do have a celebration in, 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 in a city nearby. And, and I find it quite, quite interesting that it was the same yeah, date. Definitely. So that's something to do. I mean, if you want to 
uh, do a Mexican or have a Mexican tradition, you can have it next Tuesday that involves food and eat tamales. Um, maybe virtual tamales from <laughs> from home. <laughs> yeah. I usually, yeah. What I'm what I was planning to do is I'm gonna get some tamales that you can you you can find them here and just have a virtual celebration with my friends. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. So again, again, for those who don't know tamales, what are they like? It's like, um, well, you tell me. <laughs> I well, don't want to <laughs> do it, say it wrong. It's sort of like a baked... Um, you, you, you grab a... Well, you do this... Um, what's it called? I don't... The, the, ah, I, I'm thinking about different words, but it's not the, the thing. Or in Spanish, it's fine. It's like a baked... Um, cake that it's wrapped around a small baked cake that's wrapped around depending on the region it could be either platano leaves or it could be around um the maize uh, the corn leaves well yeah but inside what does it have this cake it's like depending um, i mean meat it, or yes it also has you can get tamales from meat you can get tamales from um, rajas Pollo. Rajas. What's tinga. rajas? Rajas is basically just uh, pepper. Pepper. Okay. <laughs> pepper. Just say pepper, man. Yeah. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, there's rajas. depending. There's even sweet tamales. Usually it's salty, but you can get also sweet tamales. Well, it looks delicious, and I'm very hungry, and I think we <laughs> we could end it on on this very sweet note uh, today. Uh, before we we finish off, um, I always like to to share something uh, with whomever is listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, my pick for this week would be, of course, this this movie what we mentioned, Coco, from Disney, uh, which again uh, I found it very very interesting, uh, very sweet. Um, the songs are very interesting as well because they sing in Spanish and English, and they mix in the same song. It's like one sentence in English and. And it works very well. That was that's very well done. Uh, but again, it's from Disney. Um, if you don't like those, uh, don't do that. Uh, but I would recommend it. I would recommend it. What about you, Ducho? Any recommendation from your side? Well, two things. One, if you see this movie, try to see it in Mexican-Spanish translation. I think that they didn't do it um, in other... They, they oh, all... wait. So the, the original is, uh, was recorded in English? Yes. The original oh. is in English. Oh. Done by Mexican. I think that they're done by at least Latino Mexican actors. Mexican yeah, actors yes, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's fantastic. But the the work that they did in Spanish is also great. So I would recommend to watch it in Mexican Spanish in Spanish. And there's a movie that I one of my favorite Mexican movies. It's a horror movie. Well, it's a ghost movie, but from very 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 old, which is called Hasta el viento tiene miedo. Even the wind is afraid. And it's, but it's a very old movie and it's, I mean, you have to be willing to, to, it's very slow. It's a very slow movie. And it's a movie about these girls that are in an intern and they have to stay there over the vacation and there's some crazy shit happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i mean okay 2007 uh imdb is not making it justice probably four out of out of ten no it's probably not that good it's probably not that good but i i just love ghost stories and this was one of the first ghost movies that i saw when i was a kid and um, it's i yeah, mean it looks, it's, it looks scary the looks are scary and then then the, the girls with these um, black and white suits But you have to be, be careful because there's a one point when when they are like, oh, we're bored. What should we do? Well, there's a piano here. Why don't we play the piano and sing along on our underwear? And they do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. And <laughs> did they summon the dead with that? Okay. That's... I don't know, but it, it, it does happen, and it, because it's I, it's a very uh, it's a Mexican it's a movie from from uh, that that time. You know, it's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. typical. <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, today if you see it, it's like what the fuck are yeah, they doing? Yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. That's cool. No, but uh, I um, especially I just love the idea of the title of the movie. It's fantastic. And there's one point when, of course, they said. It's because tonight, even the wind is afraid. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it fits today, today's theme about uh, Day of the Dead, certainly. Yes. Wow. Um, I think I'll pass on that one. I'm, I'm not too too fun on, on horror movies. And, and yeah, but, uh, but thank you anyway for the recommendation, Chucho. Um, thank you. Uh, then I think we can, we can wrap this up. Uh, Chucho, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Ricardo. I, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I'm very happy and I'm very honored that you invited me to, to do this with you. And I hope that it turns out good and interesting. It will turn out, yes. No, it, it's definitely, definitely good. And I think uh, I, I, I find it interesting. I think people find it interesting uh, knowing other cultures. Uh, we have to be open-minded on, on, on this day and age, right? Then we can all... Um, so yeah, again, again I, I can only thank you. And I guess I'll, I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend and I hope that your second breakfast goes well. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening in, tuning in. Okay, maybe not tuning in. But yeah, you can find all the episodes uh, on the website, ricardo.blog slash podcast or in your podcast app of choice. Just search for Ricardo Wars Radio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever app podcast you use. We're done. Thank you so much again. Have a nice day.